Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. We are back. You are back. We are together. We are here and we're going to make it happen together. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT Act Action. Act. I love that. Action. Get enthusiastic about what you're doing. Get into gear. Act. What is it you're acting on now, my friends? My good friends out there are good friends. My rich part, my partner, he's not rich. He's actually pretty well off, but but Rich Barron is just his rich. name. Just, yeah. just rich. In my name, <laughs> name only. <laughs> he's humble. And I'm Michael Bailey. We're here to be your partners today for this time that we've got together. And it is about leadership, mainline executive leadership. And we want to talk about the things that are going on right now in our culture, in our society, in the world, in business, so many things. There are so many unknowns. There's so many difficult challenges that leaders are facing that it can be very, very easy to get caught up and focused on the wrong thing. So we're looking at leaders. Is your main concern, is your only concern you? And what can we do to help you to get out of that? So let's let's begin there, Rich. How about that? Is what's what's the if your main concern, only concern is you, why is that a problem? Well, here's the here's the problem. <laughs> We've all worked with these kind of people. We all know these kind of people. Um, self-centered, they you know their their primary uh, concern is them, and you know a lot of times that they're they're completely self-absorbed. Uh, how do I look? You know, what's my office look like? Do I have the greatest parking spot out there? Uh, you know, a lot of times they hesitate to delegate, and they often have. They often have poor listening skills and they, the delegation back to the delegation, they don't want to delegate because they think I can do it better than anybody else. They have a problem with, with allowing others to get their work done. And here's the, here's in lies one of the bigger problems of this as members on their staff, employees that work for their people spend a lot of time feeding this, these people's egos, these leaders egos. You know, we really got to kowtow to them because they're really absorbed in who they are. Therefore, everybody else should kind of, you know, worship the ground I walk on. And that happens. And so instead of getting things done that we need to get done, the right things in the company, the right things, we do the things that these per- these people want that really may or may not be the right choice. But we're just going to do it because we're going to go along with what they say should be done. Uh, there's a lot of problems there. There's, there's, uh, and, you know, being, being self-centered, that's human nature. 
You know, we we want to care about ourselves. We want to know a little bit about, about ourselves. But leaders need to overcome that. They need to be more self-aware of their environment. Uh, they need to avoid those pitfalls of being self-centered, just thinking strictly about me. Yeah, there is the difference between this overly concern about oneself as opposed to being self-aware, self-aware and also self-interest. Self-interest is not necessarily a bad thing. If you take a look at it from the point of view of if I'm thinking of myself, then I'm going to be looking at my team members and thinking about what's the best thing for them to do so that I can be successful in, in my job. But in order for me to be successful in my job, I got to help them be successful in theirs. So yeah. there's a reciprocation that's going on here. It's just not all about me, a one-way street. Right. And, you know, these, and another part about this, exactly what you're, you're saying, a lot of these people uh, with, with these self-absorbed leaders, they go along with them just because they're afraid to alienate themselves. Oh, there's a lot of that going on. There's yeah. a lot of that going on all up and down the leadership ladder. This is not yes. just lower ship leader, leadership oh, yeah. or, or a middle, middle stuff. This is all up and down. I mean, so many things that are going on have nothing to do with business. It's all being reacted to out of a sense of fear, out of a sense of loss. Oh, yes, absolutely. And personal loss. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. And, and then it goes back to, again, what's in it for me because I don't want to lose what's in it for me. Because my boss is all about themselves, so I need to kind of go along with what they're doing. It's a it's a vicious circle. It is, and it yeah. is vicious. It is not only in terms of the maliciousness of it, but the uh, the momentum of it. It's very hard to stop that. Yes, because it is. it is. It just kind of feeds on itself. I mean, we're we're seeing that in the news now. We're seeing it in the government. We're seeing it in businesses all over worldwide. You know, I, I got a kowtow. I got a bow my back to the to the powers that be and and it's yeah. not necessarily the right thing to do yeah. it's that whole thing of the leader who does things for the right reason no matter what yeah. those are becoming more and more rare well I and think. not only they're becoming rare they're being pushed out yeah they are they're being pushed out that's right so finding how how do you how do you navigate that then i mean how do you even stand that and and i think there's some pretty simple answers there when you really take a look at it, it's just that it's the hard work to to go and do the simple things, to build that internal confidence that we talk about so often, that that core of yeah. leadership that can be difficult. Um, and it's then then it's it's a challenge then to live it, to actually go out there and stand for what it is that you believe no matter what. Yeah. I, I think some of the ways to recognize perhaps when you're dealing with these kind of people is um, are they interested in building relationships within the organization? Are they interested in others in the organization? Do they go out of their way to build key relationships uh, with other people in the, on the leadership team or even in the organization, getting to know whoever versus a click, a small? You know, that we've talked about this before, silo kings, silo queens. They build their kingdoms around themselves about people who are not only they can they trust. And I don't know so much if it's trust versus people that are going to be yes, men, yes, women. There are those title mongers that do go out and they do network and they do meet a lot of people. Yes, they and, do. And there is that feeling. And, and, you, and you do usually get the feeling like, 
this person is not really authentic. It's not really sincere. They, they well, seem like they're all in it for themselves, even though they're outgoing and they're meeting all these people. But they seem like they're glad adding their way, you know, up the ladder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kissing the babies and doing whatever. You know, there's a difference between charisma and character. Yeah, there is. Charisma is. And the thing is, we are we, we, we're drawn to people with a lot of charisma. Very charismatic people, you know, the flash, you know, it's it's human nature to be drawn to that. That and the problem is, is that's all we get drawn to. If there's we we fail to look beyond the charisma, the flash, the nice outer shell, the the, the super cool paint job or whatever it may be, do they have the character to carry it long term? Or is that charisma just you know, part of the bait on the end of the hook. Yeah, very true. So it's just a shiny car, but the engine inside is, it's no good. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I knew some people like that. Or we, I'm sure we all have. And it's, at first, they're very appealing, attractive, exciting people to be around. But when the pressure gets on, when the stress is there, when they're having to make yeah. difficult decisions, what do they actually do? How do they actually decide? How do they actually, you know, carry their burden of leadership? under the strain of difficult time. That's the whole thing. And see, I think it comes back to this very interesting notion that we've talked about before. And it is no small thing. It really is no small thing. And that is leadership is a calling. Yeah. And if you have that calling and not everybody has that calling, like not everybody has a calling to be a teacher or a nurse or a policeman or a soldier, you know, any other of those kinds of positions and, and 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 jobs and occupations out there you, you know you can even be have like i felt like i had a calling to to start a corner grocery store way back in the day i felt like that was the thing to do and if you really had that kind of calling as it were then you were going to be the best doggone grocery store owner on a corner than you could possibly be i mean that's one of those things that's so far out of our minds now because we got all these big you know supermarkets and all that kind of stuff the neighborhood grocery store was a big deal because it meant that you were there to serve that group of people in that area. And yeah. you took good care of them. And because you took good care of them, they took care of you. They kept coming back to your grocery store for years and sometimes generations. So yes. that's something that we're talking about here. That's the kind of leadership that people are drawn to you because of who you are, what you can do, and what you can help them to do. Yes. That's a calling rather than how can I use you to step on you to get to the next position or the next promotion? That's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different and, mindset. Absolutely. And I don't think we have as much of that old fashioned, you know, I'm here to serve and we're going to work together for, for our mutual good. I don't think that's around as much as it once was. Yeah. And I think you hit on something here a minute ago. You can, uh, we talk about charisma and character when, when times get tough and they do, they will inevitably they will in a company there there's going to be some sort of crisis you'll be able to tell who the true leaders are probably i can already yeah you probably can can see that already are they are they stepping up are they going the extra mile and not the extra mile just by themselves are they delegating tasks to people who they trust you know in the organization and not just trust to bolster them up but trust to do the right thing for the company. Um, you know, they they look at the, the team's talents and encourage them to fully engage themselves into whatever it's going to take to come overcome these crises. Or are they AWOL? 
You see a lot of these when things get tough, they go AWOL. They're not there. And I think that's a very uh, distinguishing factor between the self-centered, in-it-for-myself type leaders versus the ones that can really step up to the plate. You mentioned those leaders that don't like to delegate because they want to do it all themselves. Perhaps they don't trust anybody, which is yep. crazy, but perhaps to do it for their own glory's sake, that kind of thing. Then there are those leaders who don't do anything. Yes. They delegate yep. everything out. Yep. You go do this. Give me a call on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that, man. And, I, and I'm really not just is. saying that as a, as a joke or the, you know, how, how we view how how hollywood views you know everybody's got their cell phone on the golf course i've seen this firsthand so i'm not just making i'm not making light of that because i've seen that firsthand yeah yeah yep 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 one of the most famous movie scripts ever written was written by a secretary it's called the maltese falcon huge huge successful uh movie way back in the day yeah yeah and uh her boss who was kind of a, a, a mogul back then. He read the book. He said, yeah, I like it. Uh, just take the book as it is. And just everything that's dialogue put into a dialogue. Everything else is just directions and just do that. So a secretary actually wrote the script for the Maltese Falcon. Well, this guy went on a vacation. And he got credit for it. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Funny stuff. Funny things how the, those kind of things work. Well, so how can we work a lot of ways like that? But, you know, real leaders will give those people credit. Yeah, they would. Credit for what they've done. Let her have been the screenwriter. Yeah. Yes. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if they won any uh, any Emmys or uh, Oscars back in that day. She could have won one. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Secretary won the, the Oscar. Yeah. That's film of the year. That's screenplay. Absolutely. So what do we do? Who, how are they going to uh, work this problem out of being you know, To be honest with that, first off, I think every one of these leaders, and not most of them, a lot of them won't. Some will. Won't. Some of you will look at this. Others of you will, eh, whatever. Uh, look at yourself and, and ask yourself, how do you create win-wins? What are you doing to create win-wins? There are those that are just creating wins for themselves and loses for others. Then there's those those uh, leaders out there that create lose win. They they sacrifice themselves so that others can win, but they don't really win. And that's that's not what win win is. No. Win win is really a powerful relational um, position to help yourself and help others, and in turn, as they help you. Uh, that it, it just feeds on itself. It's a different kind of vicious cycle. So, you know, go through your list. You know, what are your projects? Go take a look at your past projects. How did you acknowledge the team? How do they feel about you? Sit down and have a conversation. How do you feel like you, we're working together, the things that we're doing? How do you feel like, how you feel in terms of how we we are as a team? Just start asking some questions and yeah. watch carefully. See where they say, what could I do more for you? How can exactly. I assist you more, make your job easier? What can I do to give you some more education, some more training, some more time to, assist what kinds of opportunities would you like what can i assist you with see how they respond but then also see how they reciprocate it's not like you keep in a tally well i did this and it's not a transactional kind of thing it's much more of a relational kind of it is it is you feel that sense of bonding and connection and working together 
and you trust each other. Well, they have your six when the times are tough. That's the kind of thing. Yep. That's the kind of thing that's hard. You can't learn that in school. No, you learn can't. You can't. And here's another thing that uh, you, when you're you're asking these questions, are these people humble? Do they have a sense of humility? Because if they don't, humility tends to come from failure. When we've had failures in our life and we've learned from them and been able to move on, uh, you can tell this flash bang. A lot of these people that is just all charisma. In some instances, if you ask them about the failures they've had, they're going to tell you, I haven't had many. It's the humble leaders, the ones that have had failures in their past, learn from those failures, continue moving on. And it's a, and I'll tell you what, failure is a humbling experience. It truly is. And we learn from failure. And so it's important to understand, too, do these people just rise through the ladder? Or did they come up through through learning how to deal with failure, moving on to that next success? Yeah, and by humble, we don't mean humiliating. No, not humiliating. Absolutely not. What we, what we mean is, were you able to learn from that? Yes. Were you able to pick yourself up? Dust yourself off. Learn some things, perhaps about your character. Learn yeah. some things about your skills. Learn some things about how you manage yourself. Yes. Those kinds of things that make you a better person. We're not into the humiliating, shaming kinds of things. Nobody wants to do those kinds of things. It's the kind of things that just makes you more open to learning, more open to other people's ideas, yes. more open to the fact that you don't know everything. And, in fact, you actually have a long, long way to go before you quote unquote, get there. So that's what it is. And those, and that's why it's a positive upbuilding thing because it's taken in a way that not only are you humble so that you're teachable, but you're grateful for that happening when you look back. And I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I'm glad I, I went through that, even though it was difficult, hard. Yep. It's really hard, but I'm better for it. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So those of you who are out there that are humble, that are teachable, that have been through tough times, rough times, sometimes, you know, kick your back in times, yes. you know, and you, and you, you know what that means, you know what that's like, and you're ready to take it up to the next level to help your other people. But maybe you'd like to also be able to take it up to the next level for your sake so that you can take it even to a higher level for the teams that you work with. Exactly. How would they get a hold of us? Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. M. Bailey at intelligentleadershipec.com, R. Barron at intelligentleadershipec.com. Give us a call. Reach out to us. Look us I'll up. Reach out to us. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. Yeah, let's find out what your biggest concern really is beyond yourself. Beyond That's yourself. what great leaders are willing to do. All yeah. right, till next time. Take care, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.